the exclusive stories behind music that helped shape and change pop culture. With award-winning broadcaster and best-selling author Jesse Dillon and co-host, award-winning music and media producer Spencer Proffer, you are inside the music. You're coast to coast today, worldwide, dialed into Inside the Music, deep inside today with American music manager and legend Doc McGee. And having fun, you know, we're having fun after the Zeros here today, but um, you were having fun before the Zeros, Doc. <laughs> That's for sure. That's so for sure. let's talk about Kiss. I mean... You know, you brought up bands like Kiss, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, and so many others. You've got a book coming out. But let's talk about Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley and have a little fun with that, all right? Sure, absolutely. So am I wrong to admire Gene as much as I do for being the entrepreneur and businessman that he is? No, not at all. I mean, yeah, Gene is Gene's a great partner, number one. We've been together 25 years now um pretty crazy uh so no he's he's extremely um he's he's crazy i mean gene gene is gene is is crazy in so many different ways and, and brilliant in a lot of a lot of them uh he's he's more of a savant than than a uh, Steve Jobs. He's he's very um, he's he's one of the best promoters in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing that he's promoting, he was kind of like born to promote. <laughs> he's he's uh, he, he's a, he's a crazy really nice guy you wouldn't you wouldn't guess that he was as as um, thoughtful and as nice as he really is and and uh huge heart you'd think he was more calculated and and but he's uh gene and paul are both heart people believe it or not they act like they're head people but they're not. They think with their hearts. So um, they, they, and that's what I think that's from the success. Most people that are, are as um, maybe narcissistic and uh, convinced about themselves uh, don't listen. You know what I mean? They they have this preconceived notion that they do it all. These guys don't. They listen. They learn. Uh, so, and, and they like to learn. They like to listen. So, um, so you're certainly not wrong on Gene and Paul. Is Paul is really really great to talk to. I enjoy talking to Paul a lot. So. Um, we have a lot of great conversations, all of us do. So, and we spend a lot of time on the road together. Uh, and they're they're very very musical, both of them. And and just as if if nothing else, uh, in just the history of music, <laughs> I mean they mm-hmm. all they do is play games all day long on 
back to the 60s and 50s and 40s and 70s and uh, what's this song and who wrote it and where it was produced it. I have no idea what they're talking about half the time. And they they play these games all day long. So their their lives revolve around what they do, which is music and entertainment. So, you know, my hats are off to these guys. Well, you've been with them for 25 years, so hats off to you. Yeah. Is that, that, that tells us something about who you are, because I'm guessing there's been some adversity along the way that you've had to overcome, as well as the excitement and the victories. Well, that is, isn't that every, everybody, you, you only like to talk about the, the, the successes, you know, people only like to talk about successes. But in that success comes a lot of failure that got you those successes. And with KISS, it's the same way. So it's a learning curve um, that, you know, we go through every day. But KISS pushes the envelope. They're not safe people. People say, oh, they're only marketers. They're not songwriters. They're only, listen, these people quit school because it was recess. Okay. They work really, really hard at everything they do that they may not be that intellectual songwriter that changes the way people think about a, a, a lyric line or a melody. Okay. Uh, but they're entertainers. They, they, when they started kiss, all they wanted to do, they, figured out that they couldn't do it in their own skin. So they wanted to be a band that they wanted to go see. And that's what they made kiss. They said, this is who I go see this band. Okay. And it's not that difficult. They knew that they didn't want to go see themselves in gym shoes. And, you know, in the seventies in the early seventies, uh, like everybody was doing in jeans and t-shirts. And they, that wasn't exciting to them. So they left the Wicked Lester world and started this band called Kiss that was crazy, that had the kabuki and had the entertainment shock value that now I believe that every, every band has a little DNA of Kiss in it because they all went theatrical. Not all of them, but most of them had to go to entertain so you know it's like you know the, the the movie of the year for the academy awards baby my piano but everybody fucking went to see the action film okay mm-hmm. so it might not be art but it's fucking entertaining it is and you yeah it's it's entertainment it's a must see whether you like the music or not whether you like Kiss or not, as songwriters, as if, you know, Detroit Rock City wasn't your... But, you know, when you get into it, and I, when I started managing Kiss, I was never a Kiss fan. They knew it. I didn't know. I was managing James Brown and Isaac Hayes when Kiss was coming up in the 70s. Okay, so I, I respected their ability to, uh, uh, to do production that nobody was doing and, and staying in there. So I really admired them. And then in the eighties, uh, I had, I had Motley Crue on kiss dates in 83 and then in 84, 
I did a European tour with Bon Jovi, uh, the whole European tour of 68 shows or something with Kiss. So I think we did 22 shows in the UK and Ireland and, and, and Scotland. And so I got to spend some time with them. And, and in the early days of, you know, the 84-ish. And so when you see the, what they had done to, I mean, whether you like Kiss or not, you have to go, hey, listen, who sounded like Kiss that they, that they ripped off in, in 76? No one. They had a, uh, why is Tom Morello and why, is, uh, why did Kurt Cobain and, Everybody else in that genre that were 14, 15 years old in the 70s that weren't influenced by a kiss. You know what I mean? So, well, let's do some it, kiss. But yeah, but absolutely. Speak, speaking of outfits, Isaac Hayes could rock some pretty good bling back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Isaac. I think his shit weighed more than jeans. He had all, he had all kinds of stuff going. Dude, I, I remember one music award show. Man, it must. I I can't even remember how many decades ago it was, but he was literally wearing a an outfit made out of chains. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did. He also. Yeah, I think he had a pop top coat. Yeah. That was made out of co- from some crazy guy in New York. Well, Spencer, used to make a fashion thing. Spencer, pick your favorite Kiss song. We're going to play it on Inside the Music. You know, the thing I always liked about Kiss, um, other than the fact that they personify theatrical rock the way Bowie did in his lane, but when they they you know they rock and rolled all night and partied every day, I I think that's an anthem for eternity because that's all we really want to do. As serious as stuff gets, even in these pandemic times. We want to rock all all night and party every day. And I think you should play that because I think that's the spirit that transcends time. And, Doc, was that a hit when you started managing them or was that after? But it's, you know, something, I don't think it was ever a hit. I think it became a anthem to people. But I don't believe it was even top 10. Uh, But it, it became an anthem uh, over the years. Um, but uh, it, it was probably, you know, that Detroit Rock City and, and uh, Deuce and, and you know, Beth. And they, they, they're all about it. But Beth probably got more airplay than anything else, which wasn't even called, which I found interesting. When it was written, it wasn't written Beth. It was written back, and they changed and uh, and uh, they changed the name from Ezra and changed it from um, back to Beth. So it's it's just you know. But anyways, that was the most uh, they won a People's Choice Award and stuff like that on that. But again, um, it's just you know, like I said, if you want to have fun, you go see Kiss. You know, it's not, you know, it's not a religious experience. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, Jesse, it's a must have, see. Let's have a religious experience. Play rock and roll all night, party every day. <laughs> I think we need to do that. Doc McGee is our guest today. Been managing Kiss since 1995, 25 years. 
Let's rock and roll on Inside the Music. Say you wanna go for a spin The party's off the 
Inside the Music is a unique content series that reveals the never-before-told stories behind some of the most iconic artists in pop culture. Award-winning personality and best-selling author Jesse Dillon and renowned music and media producer Spencer Proffer get you up close and personal with industry legends from the world of music, movies, television, theatre and live events. It's better. 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 Inside.